0: I remember when I was a little kid, my grandpa Smith used to take me on walks. He would tell me, Nathan, if you go on a walk with me, I'll buy you an ice cream cone. I love ice cream. At first, I was walking for that ice cream cone at the end of the walk, but as I walked with grandpa, he would tell me stories about his life, stories of old stories about when he used to work and what it was like growing up in his generation. He would tell me about how he got to know Jesus. And before I knew it, it was less about the ice cream cone and more about the walk. When walking with Jesus, there are great rewards that come with walking with him. But the relationship far outweighs the rewards. Because the greatest part about walking with Jesus is getting to know Him. The relationship is the greatest reward. Hey, Noteworthy listeners, I am your host, Nathan French. And I'm so glad that you clicked play on this episode today because today we are talking about the importance of walking in the spirit. It's going to be an incredible episode. I can't wait to spend this time with you. Let's go. Hey, friends, isn't it a beautiful day today? What an amazing day to be living for the king. You say, Nathan, it's it's raining where I'm at today. It's, it's storming where I'm at today. Well, well, I don't know what part of the world you're in. And I'm so thankful for all the listeners that are listening to Noteworthy all over the planet, all over the world, all over North America and beyond no matter where you're at. It's a beautiful day because this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Guys, I'm just I'm excited about the topic today. We're talking about walking in the spirit, and I'm very passionate about this topic because I'm a youth pastor, and I would say this is one of the more difficult things to apply in your youth ministry and in any ministry. The, the concept of an everyday walk with Jesus Christ, an everyday relationship with Jesus Christ. I um, you know, I I, I want to be cool like like you know my friend Adam Shaw on the Restorationist, and just having an, an an underlying theme that that noteworthy has. Um, you know, he always talks about. Increasing your capacity. Well, if I could if I could narrow down what what we probably talk about on this podcast more than anything else, the vision of this podcast is daily relationship with Jesus Christ. I mean, I would say that is the underlying theme of every interview, every topic. It 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 always comes back to this relationship with Jesus Christ, and how to actually apply that every day. So we're talking about that today. Before I get into that, though, I want to mention today's sponsor. I am so honored that until May 3rd, the Noteworthy Podcast is being sponsored by Pentecostal Publishing House. So I want to give you a gift. If you go to PentecostalPublishing.com and go to the promo code section and enter promo code NOTeworthy, Promo code noteworthy, I want to get you 10% off of your entire order. Um, I've seen a lot of people do this, by the way. I'm able to track it, and a lot of people are getting that 10% off, and it just blesses my soul um, to be able to give you that small gift, a small token of appreciation to you as noteworthy listeners. To noteworthy listeners exclusively, you are getting this 10% off of any size order. If you want to order Sunday School Curriculum or that that new uh, uh, book by Dr. Bernard or Brother L.J. Harry, go order a copy of Simplify or 10 Words. Go, go buy my friend's book and get 10% off of that order. And uh, I hope that that blesses you. So on this podcast, we've talked extensively about the gift of the Holy Ghost. A matter of fact, the last episode was talking about Holy Ghost hindrances, things that can keep you from receiving it. On this podcast, we've talked about how to pray for it. We have an episode on why we need it. But can I help you today? I say often that Satan does not want you to receive the Holy Ghost. I, I say this often in altar calls when I'm praying and pushing for people to receive the Holy Ghost. But my friends, it's deeper than that because the enemy of your soul wants to do more than just block you from a good cry in the altar or a good infilling of the Holy Ghost or a good, uh, a good emotional experience, even though all those things are great and they are a part of receiving the Holy Ghost. Hear me today. Satan is not scared of people who speak in tongues on Sunday, but fail to walk in the Spirit on Monday through Saturday. Hear me now. Acts 1 and 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. This is the New King James Version. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Satan doesn't mind people speaking in tongues on Sunday, but hide it so well Monday through Saturday, that no one would ever know that you are a Christian. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. The the, the camouflage Christians, the, the the chameleon culture that that can blend in so well. No, no, today we're we're going a little bit deeper than just what happens when you experience the evidence of the Holy Ghost, which is speaking in tongues. We have whole episodes about that. I'm not going to dwell on that today. God has filled you with his spirit so that you can walk in his spirit. God filled you so that you can feel him everywhere that you go. Man, I'm excited just thinking about that. I'm excited to go into today with this knowledge. I hope you're listening in the morning so you can take this with you throughout the day walking in the spirit changes everything because the walk is not reward focused the walk is relationship focused and there are a lot of people that struggle to tap into their potential in christ because they are reward focused rather than relationship focused they come to church and say what's in it for me They come to church and say, entertain me. What do I get out of it today? Rather than coming to church because they want to hear from Jesus. They want to feel Jesus. They want to have a conversation with him. And you can always tell when somebody is a reward Christian or a relationship Christian, everything about living for Jesus Christ is relationship-based. Hear me today. I would say, This is the underlying theme of what this show focuses on, is that living for Jesus is not just about how much you know about him, but that you actually know him. You know, you may love basketball and know everything about Michael Jordan, and you've never met Michael Jordan you have no relationship with Michael Jordan. You've never shaken his hand. You've never gone to his house. You don't go out to Applebee's with Michael Jordan. That's, that's called being a fan, not a follower. And I don't really know why I chose Applebee's. It's a ra- <laughs> it's kind of a random restaurant, but, but you get the point. You've had their mozzarella sticks. You know that they're good. You, you know you want to go to Applebee's now. Don't, don't act like you're too, too good for Applebee's. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Look with me in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you, depart from me. Living for God has life's greatest rewards, but the greatest reward is our relationship with the maker of the universe. And so we are called not just to experience this one-time thing with God, but there's this thing about Jesus Christ that's so amazing. You see, some people, when you get to know them more, (laughs) you want to spend less time with them. The more you know about them, The more difficult it is to like them. But with Jesus Christ, the more you know him, the more you love him. The the more you get to know about him, the more you want to spend time with him. And so we walk in the spirit rather than walk in the flesh. The Apostle Paul talks about um, red flags that show us we are out of the Spirit and in the flesh. So if we can walk in the Spirit, then that also means that it is possible to be out of the Spirit. Think about this. If Jesus had to crucify His flesh for His Spirit to enter the world, what makes us think we don't have to crucify our flesh for his spirit to enter our hearts. In Paul's letter to Galatia, he starts to list some fleshly sins that every human will struggle with if we are out of the spirit. He calls it the lust of the flesh. You can see this in Galatians 5 and verse 16. It says, I say then walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. See, I love that Paul says it like this. Because there are some things that your flesh is going to want to do. But he says, don't do things that you wish. It, it He just... He's so countercultural here. Your flesh is going to do some things. It's going to want to do some things that it shouldn't do. Doesn't make it right. That's countercultural, if I've ever heard it. Walking in the Spirit doesn't just mean doing whatever you feel in that moment. He goes on to say, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, self-ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. There's a war going on, ladies and gentlemen, there's a war going on between your flesh and your spirit, and we're talking about walking in the spirit today, and the only way to walk in the power of the spirit, you have to be willing to go to war with your flesh. There's an old Native American parable, you might be familiar with it, it's, it's powerful, Um, I may have shared it on the podcast before a few years ago, been doing this for a while now. And so (laughs) we might repeat some things every once in a while, but there's a Native American parable. It says, an old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. He said, a fight is going on inside me. He said to the boy, it is a terrible fight and it is between two wolves. One is evil. He is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, but the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity truth compassion and faith he looked at the boy and he said the same fight is going on inside of you and inside every other person too the grandson grew discouraged and he looked down at the ground and then he lifted up his head and he thought for a minute and he asked his grandfather Which wolf wins? The old Cherokee simply replied, The one that you feed. This parable serves as a humbling reminder that if you feed the flesh, the flesh will win. But if you feed the spiritual man, the spirit will win. I am telling you today on this podcast that you have power to overcome any addiction, any stronghold. One of the most exciting things going on at my church right now is is led by Brother Stan Frierson. It's called One Way Ministries, Overcoming Strongholds and Addictions, and we are seeing people come in to this class, this small group that are bound by addiction, and we're seeing them baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with the Holy Ghost. And they will be the first to tell you that getting the Holy Ghost doesn't just get rid of all of your problems. Can we be real for just a moment? that The Holy Ghost is not a, a magic portion that takes away every problem and you'll never be tempted again and you'll never struggle again. That's a lie from the enemy that is trying to convince you of a lie so that you will fail. Know everything about the Holy Ghost is daily walk with Jesus Christ, daily relationship with Jesus Christ. If you are feeding the flesh, I don't care if you spoke in tongues two days ago, if you go home and feed the flesh, the carnal side of you, if you, if you go and get the Holy Ghost on Sunday and all week you listen to ungodly music and all week you watch R-rated movies and MA TV shows and fill your mind with profanity and sexual immorality and hate and lust and violence and evil, then you better believe that that wolf will win. It will win. You will not be spiritually minded if you are filling yourself with evil. And then you want the preacher in one hour to overcome what you do seven days a week. Well, I feel, where's my organ player at right now? Because I feel a little help coming from the Lord in my living room right now. But if you will pray, if you will say, you know what? That that show is not pleasing to God. I'm I'm gonna. I think I might find something that that's not so vulgar. And I, you know what, this this ungodly music that demeans women and all it talks about is money and the the desire for fame and popularity. Maybe that's maybe that's not good for my spirit. <laughs> you know, somebody once said. They said, "You know, the Holy Ghost." It, I'm just discouraged. It's, it's like a, it's like a, a bucket full of holes, and God fills me up. But then I go out into the world, and I just, it just, the world just drains me. And the pastor looked at them and said, "You know, even a bucket full of holes can stay full." If it stays submerged in the river. Whoo. Well, my, 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 my. I feel something right now. It doesn't matter how inadequate the vessel is. If you'll stay in the river, if you'll walk in the spirit, and I have, I, I, I have something for you today. Pray, fast, worship, go to the house of God, stay accountable. Which wolf are you feeding today? Which wolf are you feeding? Paul then goes on to tell us indicators that we are walking in the spirit and not the flesh. He calls it He calls it the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Did you see that? Did you catch that at the end? Those that are Christ's, those who belong to Christ, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we are to live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit you know i was I was researching you know the fruit of the spirit the other day, and, and brother Joel Urshan so masterfully preached on it at the u p c i general Conference last year i mean just incredible incredible and I was reading about it and there's there's so many spiritual parallels and Indicators that you can see, especially when it comes to the fruit of the spirit, that um, fruit is is something that the world needs, and uh, fruit is one of the great benefits of fruit is that it fights against heart disease. You know, when when you are in taking the wrong things. In the spirit, you, you can get heart disease really easy. B- bitterness can, can slip in when, when you're not in taking the right things. For the spirit to win this war that is fought in each of us, just like Christ, our flesh has to be Crucified. It is hard to attack people when you're hanging on a cross. It's hard to abuse people and lash out with your fleshly hands when you are penned to an old rugged cross when you are crucified with Christ. Those who are Christ those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh. You don't play with flesh, you kill it. You don't entertain sin and laugh at it, you crucify it. This is how we live in the spirit. The war between flesh and spirit does not end when you receive the Holy Ghost, but rather the infilling of the Holy Ghost equips you with weapons of the spirit to go to war with your enemy called flesh. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, self-control. These are the attributes of believer at war with the enemy. You don't get these without a fight. Joy won't come in the morning because you had a moment in an altar. Joy comes for those who fight for it. They fight for it after the altar call. Altars are a place of death. They're a place of sacrifice. And if there's not sacrifice and if nothing died and there's no altar, then you need to check your spirit and make sure that the wolf called flesh is not winning the battle in your life. Luke 4 and 18, I'm closing. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. It's a fight you can win, my friend, and it's a fight worth fighting. Can I pray over you today? Let's pray. Jesus, we love you today. I feel your spirit here even now. And I am so thankful for your presence. Jesus, we love you. We believe in you today. And we are soldiers in your army. We are fighting for you. Would you give every listener the strength that they need today to overcome the flesh and to walk in the spirit? Would help us, Lord, that that to feed the right things in our life, to fuel the right things in our life, so that we can experience the fruit of the spirit so that we can have joy so that we can have peace and we can have patience and we'll be sure to give you all the praise everybody said in jesus name amen noteworthy listeners i love you so much don't forget today's episode is sponsored by pentecostal publishing house all the way up until may 3rd go enter promo code noteworthy at pentecostalpublishing.com to get 10 percent off your order Send me a message at um, Podcast Noteworthy on Instagram, or you can send me an email at Podcast Noteworthy at gmail.com. I love to hear your questions, and I try my very best to always answer them on the show. I can't wait to see you next time. Thanks for listening this time, and we'll see you then. God bless.